0: Every single one of your customers is an influencer. Even if they don't have a big following on social media, they have friends, they have family, they are talking to people. Uh, Just because they don't have a large following doesn't mean they don't have friends that want to go to an event with them. So we consider every customer an influencer.
1: Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen.
2: On this episode of the Marketing Expedition Podcast, I had a wonderful interview with Ashley Klein She's the Vice President and Co-Founder of Ice Cream Social and the Executive Vice President of Client Strategy at TicketSocket. You're going to learn all about this stuff. And she's a digital marketer, entrepreneur, and she's a consultant and a freelancing expert with more than 15 years of experience in the digital marketing space. She specializes in building strategic marketing plans, mapping, strategy, execution, and collaboration, to optimize tactics that drive increased performance for clients, primarily in the events and entertainment space, but also has extensive experience working in the med tech device space as well, or medical device, healthcare, and finance technology sectors. And she is the EVP of client strategy there at TicketSocket, which we'll talk more about TicketSocket and Ice Cream Social coming up and what tools that she helps other agencies and other clients do in the digital space. But first, it's time for a marketing essentials moment, the basics that you need to help you continue to build your brand and your bottom line. Today's topic I wanted to cover about digital advertising. I am often asked about how to get started, what to do, what to, you know, there's just so many options to look at, filters to go through and think about as you're putting your strategic marketing plan together and thinking about what your digital advertising strategy could be. So I just wanted to cover some basics just to get you started. And of course, we're always here at Pepper Shock to help. So what we do a lot with our clients is help walk them through the process and see what we can do to enhance what they're already doing or just even getting them started into the digital space, either on social media or OTT or streaming TV or there's a lot of things that are in, in, covered in digital advertising, right? There's lots of different places to go with ads. And and now we even have, you know, smart devices that talk to you. I mean, there's just a lot of things. But really what we're after and the nice, beautiful thing about digital advertising now is that we have highly measurable results that we can review and continuously iterate and make better over time, right? And and it's really about identifying and targeting the audience that you want to attract, the people that you want to knock on your door if you're a brick and mortar, if it's a click and mortar, whatever the case might be, if you are driving traffic to your website, if you are creating awareness, you want people to watch a video, you want people to take some sort of action with a call to action to do something. And so thinking about that audience that you want to do something as a result of the ad that you're serving up and of course we're looking at copywriting we're looking at the imagery that we're using whether there's motion to it or not whether the parameters allow that what size of ad it's going to be, where it's going to be placed, if it's going to be a pre-roll that'll play, a video that'll play before uh, a video that they want to see, or if it's going to be a banner ad that's going to go along with a video, or if it's going to be, you know, search result ads, if it's going to be pay-per-click ads, or if it's whatever it is, right? We want to lay out all of the different ideas and all of the different opportunities, and then narrow down where our focus will be based on who we are trying to target. And you know, all the streaming platforms, there's so many different places we can go with programmatic advertising. We can do advertising at the movie theater and then also drop ads on people's mobile devices after they've gone to the movies and saw an ad at the movie theater. And now they're going to see ads on their phone if they allow location settings to serve them ads. So lots of things to to think about that's called geo-targeting by the way you can do ads on facebook on instagram on whatsapp on twitter on or sorry formerly known as twitter now x (laughs) yeah that's gonna take a while for me to remember that but uh youtube the list goes on and on where you can put your digital advertising and think about the results that you're going to get. And if we had unlimited budget, we could do it all. But we know that we need to make the most and maximize the most of our budget. And so really honing in on who it is that we want to reach. And the more we can filter, the more we can narrow down who we want to go after and what demographics they have, psychographics, what interests they have, the better the ads will will perform because if we do so broad, it's gonna you know not necessarily get to the right people that we want and so the more we can hone in on those types of people that you wanna continuously have come to your business or be educated or you know if it's an awareness video, those types of things or awareness ad. So thinking about all of those types of things before you get started is really important, right? We plan the work and then work the plan and then do some ab testing, do some iterations. And some of these tools that we use will help us to determine the ab testing for us using, you know, artificial intelligence, ai and machine learning to help us get better results every single time we do it. So sometimes we'll spend a little bit of budget up front to test the waters, see how things go, and then once we've got it dialed in and we've done some iterations, we've maybe, you know, played with the copywriting, we've understood the images that work better we've understood the audiences that work better then we're going to go ahead and spend the money to make it count so Thinking about running digital advertising, there's a lot of things to go into it. There's tracking codes, there's analytics, there's pixels that we wanna put in so we can track where things are going, what's converting, what's not, what's getting clicked on, what's not, and why. And understanding that on a regular basis. And that's what we live and breathe every single day. And of course, like I said, we're here to help you through that process if you don't wanna go it alone. And you know, there are definitely things that we have learned along the way from our other clients that that we work with that will help speed up the process for you. And of course our 20 years of marketing experience also is helping you become successful in your digital advertising uh, plans and in everything that we're doing. So anyway, even if you are having to do it on your own, hopefully some of these tips and things that you're gonna think about before you even get started will help you in your marketing journey. All right, let's get to the interview and we'll be doing more on digital advertising, on social media advertising, all the fun things. So, stay tuned for that. But let's get into the interview. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition podcast. I'm your host Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Peppershock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today's guest on the show, we have Ashley Klein. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Hi,
0: Ray. Thanks for having me. Excited to
2: be here. Oh, I'm so glad you're here too. I, I For those of you who are only listening to the audio, I can see she's got all kinds of books behind her and lots of books that I recognize. So Traction and Profit First, she's got, oh, yeah. I know you've got like a wealth of knowledge to share today. So thank you for joining us. And let's just share first um, a little bit more about you. I know I'll read your bio and all that good stuff, but what uh, what is it that makes you tick, Ashley? What gets you to where you're going and how did you get there?
0: Oh, man. Loaded question. (laughs) Um, But I'll take it way back to early childhood. Loved playing video games. Uh, Grew up in a very small farm town. So I had a gaming system and I had one game (laughs) for many years. And once you beat it, you beat it. So you have to learn to make new games out of the same game and I really grew to love that. And uh, for any fans out there, I know the movie just came out. It was Mario, Super Mario Bros. Yeah, I love it too. (laughs) So once we beat it, I had to create new challenges for myself. And I would say, okay, this time I'm going to beat it and see how many coins I can get or what's the quickest I can get through the game. And it's funny because now as I transition, once I got older and picking a career and dabbling, trying out different things... Uh, i found my love for video games come through the most in digital marketing. I enjoy all aspects of it. Everything feels like a video game that you just have to keep perfecting on an ongoing basis, finding those little optimizations, whether it's search engine optimization or your Facebook advertising or whatever you're doing, email marketing subject lines. There's just so much to tweak and play with, and I love it. Doing
2: that. Oh, that's so much fun. Yeah, that's uh that's like every day, every moment you can try something new and see what works and what doesn't and uh get good at it. Uh Uh-huh. So tell me a little bit more about the clients that you like to work with, or maybe some things that you've done for some of your clients that um, you know, might be helpful to our audience of maybe something they'd like to try or something that they could, you know, work with you on. What are some things that you've done?
0: Sure. So I guess a little background there in, in what I do in digital marketing. I spent a first large chunk of my career focused in med device for about 10, 12 years and made the very odd transition to focusing on event marketing. So now I support events, at live in-person events with their marketing strategy. And that has been a lot of fun. And I find a lot of interesting Uh, inspiration from many places. Uh, And and I guess part of that is building a full-fledged strategy and what are the little pieces that plug into that from, you know, beginning with a lead generation campaign and Facebook ads, email, SMS, directories. I, I know you recently had a guest on. We're talking a lot about that and that is actually a big part of our strategy as well. Directories, I do a lot of influencer and referral marketing. Uh, So that has been a place where I've been able to find really great gains in terms of cost per acquisition. So if you do Facebook ads, TikTok ads, uh, your email marketing tool, your SMS tool, I'm sure you've quantified what your cost per acquisition is in a sense or cost per customer, cost per order, however you define that. And in dabbling with, not dabbling, uh, doing full-fledged strategies with referral marketing and influencers, we found that that marketing channel has the lowest cost of customer acquisition, which makes sense because it's essentially just word-of-mouth marketing, but on the internet.
2: (laughs) Right, right, yeah.
0: And then, of course, we've been dabbling a lot in AI, so... Yeah. That's like the whole
2: new hot topic of how to use AI to your advantage. And <laughs> yeah. And that that's a whole nother world to like get yourself lost into and mm-hmm. all the things that are coming out with that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. Of- <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I was curious to know how the name ice cream social came about.
0: Yes. Great question. And uh, nobody asked me, and it was probably pretty confusing to people. So uh, just to clarify, I do digital marketing um, through my own consulting and with a company called TicketSocket that powers a lot of events. They're a white label ticketing company. And through that partnership with TicketSocket, we developed Ice Cream Social. So Ice Cream Social is its own entity that doesn't necessarily do event marketing, but has taken what we've learned with influencer and referral marketing and created a widget that can bolt on to any website or checkout flow. But we can get into that, I digress. You wanna know where the name (laughs) came from, but I wanted to get that background so that Uh, you knew what Ice Cream Social was. So back in the day, I don't know when, very long, long time ago, uh, word of mouth marketing happened a lot differently because we didn't have the internet. We didn't necessarily have these phones. It was still very grassroots. It was, you know, Mary Kay parties, Tupperware parties, your local neighborhood, barbecues and ice cream socials where people would essentially talk about what products they're using, what they're loving and and I think this is like going to be like 1950s, okay. I, I don't
2: know, it sounds like you're maybe describing that, I don't know. <laughs> that's
0: what I feel, I haven't been able to find solid dates around that, but a lot of the pictures I find look very 1950s and we've had some mm-hmm. fun with marketing uh, around that. Okay. But that's mm-hmm. essentially where that name came about, is just getting back to the root of marketing, that word of mouth, mm-hmm. that sharing with friends, that passion. Yeah,
2: cuz everyone wants ice cream, right? And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so showing
0: up for that. Yeah, we
2: we did uh so we, we were doing the event marketing for the fair in our area. Oh, nice. And one of the clients, their audience was the senior mature audience market, right? They're kind of like financial planners and they they give advice, that kind of thing. And so one of the things that we did at the fair was an ice cream social so that oh, we could attract so awesome. their demographic. And it worked. It was so good. And they, we served those little soft serve with a little spoon, the little wooden spoon. Oh, yeah. And like everyone had stories about ice cream socials. So it's a really clever name and definitely a good tactic if you want that kind of era of audience to show up, right? That's great. (laughs) Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. Like, everyone tells everyone and you know, then we did something like they could get entered for a chance to win. It was a massage chair, which everyone wanted because those are like, you know, they're a pretty penny and they were just amazing. And I wanted it. I was like, can I get it on this too? (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, it was it was super awesome. But Uh, yeah so ice cream social it's it's clever I like it a lot and it makes sense and people remember it and you know
0: (laughs) yes it's fun we get a lot of questions about that or more so what does it have to do with ice cream so yeah yeah so actually let's back up a little bit what made you decide
2: to you know because you said you went into med tech devices right in marketing for that and then you switched over what what kind of like What was the reasoning for that? What happened there that just you said, Okay, I'm going to I'm done with this and now I'm moving on to that. What
0: happened? Sure. So I guess a little bit interesting story. So the ticket socket, I have always had a relationship with those owners, know them from very on in my career. They were actually uh, my first employers ever. Uh, in my big girl career. So worked with them for many years, knew them very well before they had fully morphed into Ticket Socket. So had a relationship with them there, um, but left because I wanted to go out and focus more in social media marketing at the time. And so I worked um, with an agency that, you know, all became great friends and we did a medical device for many years. And I uh, if anyone's familiar is working in that field, there's a lot of red tape. There's a lot of laws. There's a lot of, you know, regulations, HIPAA. And in doing digital marketing, the thing that became most frustrating for me is never knowing truly if the marketing you're doing is making an impact because you can never tie back. Uh, We worked a lot with doctors that provide, you know, Treatments to straighten your teeth, or whatever the case is, or freeze your fat, and essentially, uh, you can never tie that back to an actual patient. So you never truly know if your marketing is converting. You only know by matter of fact of you know, is the income going up as we're spending more? And you'll uh,
2: never know how
0: much fat was frozen because of your efforts. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So because of yeah. just did you know ongoing talks with Ticket Socket. I love the idea of being able to do digital marketing and see that direct return of tickets being sold and how much revenue is generated. And oh, yeah. that really, really keeps my attention. Um, yeah, satisfying to know, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I see Very that. It's satisfying and allows me to play in that optimization stage because it's hard to optimize your campaigns and tinker with them and have fun if you don't actually know how well it's converting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's just an awareness campaign versus like actually selling something to physically get to, you know, see the tangible results. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That makes sense for sure. So what would you, what kind of advice would you give to a up and coming I guess would say a college graduate or about to graduate, maybe, or maybe they just graduated, and they're interested in getting into the digital marketing space, and they want to learn more about it. What would you say to them as they maybe want to ponder this area of focus? What would you say? Sure.
0: I, I mean, as you were asking that, I came up with three pieces of advice immediately. So I'll go through each one. Uh, One is just that education and learning, it's so easy now uh, to figure out what kind of digital marketing you like. I actually, uh, I'll always attend things, conferences, online stuff, but I use digitalmarketer.com for continuing education, certifications, and just there's something to consume every day to keep growing your knowledge. So staying ahead of that, because when I first started in my career, there was nothing and Figuring out social media became a game of trial and error, Googling my way through a career, uh, which was great. It worked out because no one else could do anything different, but uh, there's so much out there. So one, just, yeah, keep that ongoing education because it is very easy to fall behind in this industry. Two, there's a book I highly recommend. It is called The Desire Map by Danielle Laporte. I think I'm pronouncing her name correctly. And this book is really more of a workbook. You got to give yourself two or three days to get through it. And essentially you come out of this workbook with maybe five core desired feelings of how you want to feel in your everyday life, which to me is really important and which is why I've chosen this career. I always want to feel a certain way and have a sense of freedom whether it's time, financial opportunity, freedom, um, and so every few years I do this workbook, and it helps guide me in everything. Of do I want to take this client on? Is this client going to resonate with how I want to feel? Uh, all kinds of things, just my daily decisions. And to me, everything affects everything. So I like to feel good and build the right habits to keep my mind right for work, and. My third habit or not habit, but my third piece of advice is networking. Now, when I started my career, I did this in person and I still highly believe in in in-person networking. I know there's so much you can do digitally, but you have to get out there and uh, it can be pretty awkward if you're not used to that, uh, which for me I've always worked from home. So sometimes it's still awkward for me sometimes when I go to an event, it's like, oh, people. Uh, but here's my secret hack that I do. When you are at an event of sorts where you're networking, whether it's with people in your industry, which is a great source of referrals, or other businesses who be, could be potential clients, my secret is to get there early and stand at the door right? When people walk in that way, everyone immediately introduces themselves to you because one, they think you work for the event, but then you can tell them, Oh, I'm with this company or this is what I do. And then as the event carries on, everyone's a little uncomfortable networking and talking to people. It can be awkward. So people remember you and from the beginning until they kind of seek you out as like, Oh, there's a face. I know I'm going to go talk to her. Uh, so that's worked out really well for me.
2: Oh, that's a wonderful idea. I think that's great. Yeah, I I do a training. It's networking to relationship building.
1: Mm. And
2: that is a great idea. I'm going to have to give credit where credit is due and steal that from you and put that in there. That's a wonderful tip. The other thing I was thinking of, too, um, when you're in a networking event, it's not about playing business card poker, right? Just mm-hmm. passing your business card out to everybody you could do, you know, imagine, no, it's like finding 10 friends or, you know, whatever your, you know, whatever your people power is, if you can do 10 friends, great, or, or five friends, but making those into meaningful relationships Absolutely. and being able to follow up, follow up, follow up, right? That's like the key is following up. Yeah. Yeah. I love that advice. It's really good advice because networking is definitely where you're going to be able to get a leg up in your career, right? It's Mm -hmm. about who you know and how you can leverage your connections to be able to, you know, move forward, move your business forward, move your clients forward, your community, right? I love connecting people to make that happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's really good advice. I have one more piece of advice if I can can overload. The newbies please do no they're gonna love this so one thing that you can do when i first started you know consulting it was so much i probably spent 80 percent of my time doing sales trying to get business rather than the actual work that i love to do and i did that for a couple years and it's exhausting uh, and then i discovered this idea of working with agencies so uh One thing you could do is put together a really fun resume, something that stands out and choose five to ten agencies that you think align with your core desired feelings or just people you would want to work with and let them know what skill you have. Because one, these agencies are doing the sales for you, two, they're pulling in clients that already have pre-approved budgets, so you don't have to worry about that, and three, um. They're always scaling up and down. So it, they don't. if they get a big client for a certain project, they don't wanna to have to go out and hire a whole new person and onboard them. They like a consultant that they can tap when they need them. And um, that's been really great for me. And I've built great relationships with a, a few key agencies that I really love and have worked with for 10, 15 years. So I've never had to go back and look for business after that.
2: It's great. And we, for our agencies, we work with contractors all the time and love to work with the ones that can know how to dial it in for us. And we don't have to reinvent the wheel with a new contractor every time. And yeah, it's definitely an advantageous thing to be able to do that. One thing though, I will say is that if you are in that position Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Don't go to the client directly because that's happened before.
0: Oh, no. no.
2: (laughs) I know, right? In that particular case that I'm thinking of, it was intentional. They like, Mm. you know, went direct and kind of cut us out of the loop. And then the client called and said, what's going on? Why is this happening? Why are they like approaching me? And then that person, the client didn't want to work with. And now they just, we don't want to work with that person either now, right? Because now we can't trust this person to not just go after our clients as an agency. So yeah, yeah they yeah. kind of cut themselves off.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, be a good person too. So. No
2: kidding, right? It's all about going back to yeah. how you want to feel. I mean, I exactly. could you sleep at night if that, you know, that person, I'm just thinking, oh my gosh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, that's, that's really good advice to work with other agencies, partner together, right? Leverage what they have for you. And it's, it's a great way to go about it for sure. And yeah, sales sometimes is really hard to do, especially when you're starting off and, you know, you're trying to develop those relationships. And like you said, 80% of the time I was spending doing sales as opposed to doing the work I wanted to do. And yeah, yeah, and if, if sales is not your love, then, um, (laughs) <laughs> you're going to burn out fast, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. 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 I had to learn how to make a, a fun game out of sales too. So <laughs> yeah. Mario brothers, how many, you know, yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I I know. And sometimes it's, it's, uh, it's pretty rough to get told no all the time. And, and some people don't like that feeling at all. Yeah. So yeah, it takes special people to, to like sales. <laughs> <laughs> to cold call people and, you know, uh,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> now it's time for a message from one of our partners, KitCaster. Did you know that podcasts are a great way to grow your personal and business brand? And KitCaster is a podcast booking agency that specializes in developing real human connections through podcast appearances. We've had several guests from KitCaster on the Marketing Expedition podcast as well. So if you're an expert in your field, have a unique story to share, or an interesting point of view, it's time to explore the world of podcasting with KitCaster. You can expect a completely customized concierge service from their staff of communication experts. KitCaster is your secret weapon in podcasting for business. Your audience is waiting to hear from you Go to kitcaster.com slash expedition to apply for a special offer for friends of this podcast. Let's talk about what your future looks like. Um, You know, what do you see yourself doing or where you're taking the company? Um, You know, what kinds of things are in your horizon? What kind of trends are coming up? Um, What's like the next, I don't know, month, six months, year, 10 years? You tell me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. So at Ice Cream Social, essentially what we're looking to build is this tool, as I mentioned. Uh, We found that when stacked against email, ads, SMS, it is the lowest cost per acquisition. However, it still oftentimes can't just stand alone. The other three are still very much necessary evils. And what we really want is to create Ice Cream Social to be a tool that comes in to be the ultimate assist to all of your different marketing channels that can help, you know, the idea of all boats rise with the tides. How can we leverage more? referral and influencer marketing to bring down the cost per acquisition across all your marketing channels. So essentially, again, taking my love for optimization in the game and finding ways that Ice Cream Social can tie in to your email campaigns, to your SMS, to your Facebook ads to help bring down the cost of those as well. So essentially, a lot of what I do is Helping our clients uh, when it comes to events, but this could be anything, sell as many tickets as possible without increasing their marketing budget. So, what can we do to really enhance your marketing strategy uh, to kind of, you know, not spend more money, but get more sales? And uh, we'll definitely. Have been figuring out how to tie in more of the ai um which you know we experiment a lot with that when it comes to you know copywriting or generating images and that sort of thing and um just making sure that we are ahead of the game you know with that and how to tie that in in a way that's going to be impactful um but also accurate (laughs) right so yeah
2: yeah Oh, that's awesome! So, for example, I uh, have a potential new client. I won't name names yet because we haven't got it sold, but mm-hmm. we want to work with them. For the last thirteen years, have been online uh, selling clothing, particular types of clothing. They're kind of their sales are stagnating a little bit. They've kind of got an older website. Their email list is, you know, kind of stagnant. Kind of, you know, just just at that. Yeah. They're, they're plateauing, right? Yeah. So we could take Ice Cream Social and help boost their, their engagement and their ads and all the things. So maybe explain a little bit more, like how could we take this client that's trying to sell these retail products online to helping them get better traction, better conversion, better leads, better all of the above. I mean, yeah. how, and you work with other agencies, so then agencies could use this tool to,
0: To make it happen, right? Yeah, exactly. So I'll just kind of give you a few very specific examples for what we did for a client that was in a similar situation. Just plateau. Yep, totally plateauing. Yep. No matter how much more money they spent on ads or anything, it was just flatlined. So Mm -hmm. essentially, um, we set them up with Ice Cream Social, and there's several pieces to that to tie into the different marketing channels. So one was tying into checkout. So after someone placed a purchase, uh, what happens is on the confirmation page, they see the offer that Ice Cream Social presents. And again, taking my love for gaming, uh, we Mm -hmm. gamify that. And that is kind of a differentiator between other referral tools is, hey, send this promo code to your friends. If you get five friends to buy, will give you this reward. A lot of people do, hey, send this link to a friend, they get $10, you get $10. But we found that when you gamify it in this way, if let's say the goal is five friends, uh, they're going to send it to eight to 12 people, uh, just yeah. to get five friends. And a lot of people will get one, two or three friends to buy, which is great. That's yeah. marketing for you. Better
2: than nothing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people reach their goal. So you're not, also not giving away all these rewards or refunds or anything like that. And it's just kind of like a very happy medium. And um, what we found, especially in events, is that people are most excited to share as soon as they purchase. Now, right. that can vary a little bit in crossing into retail where sometimes they want to try a product first. So sometimes the offer comes at a different stage. Mm -hmm. which is where we really tie into the email, SMS, and Facebook ads. So this client, in addition to post-checkout, um, also really wanted to reactivate and energize their existing database. So they put together an offer just for them and drove them essentially to the ice cream social widget that was in on their website um, to, you know, get them out there sharing. I mean, even if people mm-hmm. are just sharing this for you and creating links out there on the web and bringing yeah. people back to your site, um, maybe they won't purchase right then. And, but what you can do is of course, pixel them and, you know, add them to your remarketing, which can help that. Uh, mm-hmm. Same, they ran Facebook ads, driving people to this offer. Uh, and then, you know, same SMS, driving people to this offer. And again, it's all around that kind of gamification of things. Right. No, oh,
2: that's amazing. It's fun. And because then, and you can track it all. That's the beauty yeah, of it.
0: Right? So we mm-hmm. can say, um, this is exactly, you know, how much, how many people, clicked on influencer links. This is how many influencers shared the offer. This is, you know, how much revenue Ice Cream Social brought into you. And a lot of times, um, assuming it's the right client, uh, we don't charge for Ice Cream Social. Like there's not a subscription fee, but instead um, so that there's, you know, skin in the game for everybody and making sure you're set up for success, we actually charge um, a percentage of the income, the ice cream social generates for you. So just net new revenue, usually that's like 10%, like paying out an affiliate or something. Um, and sometimes we can't track all of our referrals because of cookies. So sometimes you get all that extra revenue for free as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, sometimes you're right. If people don't accept the cookies to yeah. say that they can be tracked, then-
0: Yeah, and if they get, don't accept the cookies, it's also a matter of maybe they just don't buy within a certain cookie window but mm-hmm. as well as long you are still able to capture them via that Facebook pixel or whatever kind of ad mm-hmm. pixels you're running. And we also have this widget within a widget that helps you capture the friend's emails once their friend clicks through, so we can help you grow your email database and you can continue oh, marketing that way. Um, so it doesn't always come directly through the ice cream social link, but we try to kind of infiltrate into all your marketing channels.
2: Well, and that's, there's something to be said about that because sometimes like the revenue that comes from Facebook ads, that that claims that came from Facebook ads and claims that it came from Google and claims that like Clavio all these, yeah like sometimes you just really wonder because that's not exactly the amount of revenue that came in, but they all claim it did. So they're like double dipping, right? I mean, it's like definitely all double dipping. (laughs) Drives you crazy because it's not accurate. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it seems like ice cream social can kind of be the conduit to say, well, this is truly what's happening. Yeah. Even though you're
0: reporting, it's very and, you specific know, a big tracking link for sure. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. That kind of solves that then because when you pull the reports and it's like, wait a minute, the I know how much money came into the bank account as far as revenue goes. How could it be that each yeah. of these are saying that this is what really converted when um that's not what's in the bank account
0: so (laughs) confusing but to the sense of that idea of all boats rise with the tide is you know that person very well could have seen the facebook ad and clicked on it they could also be getting the emails and Mm -hmm. also the ice cream social or the text message i know when there's a brand i love i get all of it and so honestly, it is that omnipresence that forces me into buying something because it's just everywhere when I turn around. So yeah, they all take credit. Well they all had a, a little hand to play in the sale, but it, it it is confusing when you're truly trying to understand return on spend. Yeah, like where is it really coming from? Where am
2: I really getting my revenue from? Yeah. yeah. It makes sense though. I know that would be amazing to have a third party tool. That is not, you know, the vendors trying to tell you what they're really, what's really coming in. So that sounds awesome. (laughs) Sign me up. (laughs) And actually like, tell me a little bit more about working with you though. Like how does it work when you do sign up a new client, you walk them through it, you set them up, like let's, let's talk a little bit about that. And you said it's white label too. So now I'm really curious and I'm sure I have listeners. I mean, I have other agency owners who listen to this all the time religiously. And they tell me all the time. So yeah. you might just get some
0: clients here, Ashley. <laughs> well, take this packet as white labeled. Ice cream. Social is mostly white labeled and can be <laughs> fully white labeled for a fee. Uh, yeah. so there's that piece, but yeah, essentially onboarding is very simple. You know, if you're interested, we have you fill out a form and we build your account, which can usually be done depending what day or what time it comes in within 24, 48 hours. We do a little strategy session so I can understand uh, you know what is your average order total because that helps mm-hmm. us determine the best way to gamify it in a sense of. Is our goal going to be three friends? Is it going to be five friends? Do we need 10 mm-hmm. friends? You know, and that depends on what the total of the order average is. Right. Uh, I love how that just tied in nicely with networking too. You need to make five friends or 10 friends. Anyway, <laughs> call back from earlier. My <laughs> okay, from, you know, gaming, networking, wow. it all bubbles up eventually. It's awesome. So totally. uh, yeah, we do a strategy session. We set you up with an initial campaign to test. And we check in from there. We have some metrics within the dashboard that will tell us after a while, you know, is this a compelling offer? Uh, mm-hmm. That'll be like utilization rate. Are influencers actually sharing it? And once they're sharing it, are they getting a click through? Um, because mm-hmm. if it's not a compelling offer, that's not going to happen. Um, and mm-hmm. so we do that. And, you know, we help you embed it to whatever shopping cart you're using, um, which is, pretty simple. Yeah. We do a lot of custom integrations, which also kind of makes mm-hmm. us different because not everyone uses Shopify or WooCommerce or BigCommerce, mm-hmm. which we integrate to all of those, of course, and Square. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that essentially sense. it. Yeah. You can be up and running pretty quickly and try it out. Now, as far as
2: like, because you mentioned dashboard and that got me super excited. <laughs> Is it I mean, is it real-time information? Is it what's reporting back to you? Like tell me a little bit more about this dashboard. Yes.
0: <laughs> so you log in and the dashboard will tell you exactly, you know, how many clicks you've gotten to your site from ice cream social links, how many influencers have been created, how many influencers have shared and got at least one click through what's that utilization rate how much revenue and then there's the data piece of the reporting that you can dive deeper and see um, hey i want to see all the influencers who have reached their goal and then from there depending what your reward is some people do custom rewards some people um, use our automated refund tools or gift card tools to just automate the reward Mm -hmm. Um, so you can see exactly you know, who's reached their goal or how close everyone is or what platforms they're using to share. Are they using Facebook, email, WhatsApp, SMS, their mm-hmm. custom link where they can share it anywhere. Um, and then you can see all the different orders that each person has generated for you. So there's a lot to play
2: with. So that's kind of like the affiliate marketing component with the influencers being able to share it and then they get, you know, rewarded and gamified or kicked back yeah. too. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's awesome. And speaking of influencers though, so do you help connect brands with influencers or is that like the friending, you know, sharing with the friends and that's who your influencers are, the friends that are sharing or
0: like, yeah. Define influencers. (laughs) Because I do use it loosely and everyone has a different meaning for it. So in my Mm -hmm. nice days, um, I did a lot of influencer marketing from, you know, doing mommy blogger parties to Mm -hmm. giving people free product in exchange for Mm -hmm. social posts to Paying a 15-year-old girl $100,000 for a little YouTube video. So I've touched the gamut there when it comes to influencer marketing. I've worked on the agency side negotiating the deal, and I've worked on the influencer side helping them work with the brand and deliver what's actually needed and what's going to keep everyone happy. Um, So I brought that knowledge into ice cream social and in ice cream social, our definition of an influencer is a little different in the sense of every single one of your customers is an influencer. Even if they don't have a big following on social media, they have friends, they have family, they are talking to people. Uh, Just because they don't have a large following doesn't mean they don't have friends that want to go to an event with them. So we consider every customer and influencer.
2: Right. They're my, micro influencers.
0: Exactly. And yeah. then to take it one step further, what we'll do with some of our clients is we'll take a look at their dashboard and we'll see, whoa, uh, Jessica has... 200 click throughs on her link. She's already doubled her goal. Like, let's reach out to her and see if she wants to do a campaign together. Cause clearly she's an influencer of some sort and it would be worth our while to take this offline and have a real conversation with her. Wow.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. And that's like the follow up that we were talking about. Follow up, follow up, follow up. Very exactly. cool. Yeah. Well, Ashley, anything else that you'd like to share with our audience uh, as far as, you know, your world of digital marketing and any last minute nuggets that you'd like to get in? And then, of course, um, also share how people can get in touch with you and all that good stuff, too.
0: Yeah. You know, I appreciate your questions. I was able to work in a lot of my hot tips that I like to call out with in a while. So I don't have a whole lot more to add. Just, you know. Stay curious and, you know, keep tinkering and find what you like to do and what works. And uh, if you want to learn more about Ice Cream Social, you can go to icecreamsocial.io and learn more there.
2: Excellent. And I bet that you would be open to a uh, Mario Brothers uh, game uh, challenge. <laughs> <It's on. laughs> I would be afraid. The only time I ever actually beat it was on the Game Boy. Do you remember oh. the handheld oh, yeah. Game Boy? Yeah. But there was only five levels. And so I, I, I kind of feel like cheapened because yeah. I got there yeah. to the end of it. And I was like, wait a minute. The normal one has like way more levels, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now I
0: play with my kids on Friday night, so it... Oh,
2: so fun. Really fun. That's fun. And, and did you take your kids to see the movie?
0: Oh, yeah. I <laughs> we went and saw it in 4D. Oh, I've never to a 4D yeah. theater where the chairs move, they spray oh, you, gosh. you're going to spray you. you. The, the air, the blows, yeah. <laughs> it smells, the fog, it was really fun.
2: Oh, my gosh. It was... All I can think of is Jack Black as being the... um The Bowser? Yeah. yeah, that's it. Bowser. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, super fun. I love it. I have I have two teenage boys so we went and saw oh, it too and with the, go- you know, the glasses and Oh yeah. totally. It was worth it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Ashley. Well, thank you so much for going on this marketing journey with us today. This was wonderful news. I learned a lot and hopefully all of our audience did too and I just uh Look forward to seeing how, how many people now want to work with you, too, Ashley. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, I so know great I, great I do. Great. Yeah, thank you, Ray. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. And for those of you listening, the best thing that you can do for us is give us a review or share this, right? Be an influencer for us yes, yeah. and share this out with the audience, right? Exactly. <laughs> Be our micro-influencer. Share it with those. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great. I'm going to use that now, Ashley. <laughs> Give us that review and then share it with others. And then until next time, everybody, enjoy your marketing journey.
1: Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.